When you book your travel on Orbitz, the rewards hit you instantly. I was heading to Vegas, and the moment I clicked book, my winning streak began with Orbitz Instant Rewards. And just like that, I'm on the strip, rocking my Orbitz Platinum status, upgrading my hotel room, and spending my Orbucks like a high roller. I was winning big. My poker face is amazing, see? Told ya. The streak didn't stop. I'd tell you more, but you know what they say about Vegas. Orbitz. Rewarding travel just like that. Platinum status is earned after staying 12 or more hotel nights per year. Visit Orbitz.com for instant rewards details. Welcome to the Coach and Cole Show Fantasy Football Edition. I'm the coach, Nick Olson, and I'm next to the co-host of the show, Cole Feltz. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and you have it locked in to the most informative fantasy football podcast in the universe. And this show is brought to you in part by GridironExperts.com, the website where fantasy football champions are born. That's right. And Cole, you were giving me a inappropriate hand gesture. No. During this open. I was doing a peace sign. Oh, a peace sign. Yeah. Oh, if you can imagine what else you would do with that formation of fingers I don't know in what front I of do. your face. Nothing. If anything, I would like, poke my eyes out. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to pop me. See, he tries to do this where sometimes he'll go into the dock and change words around. Because we have a, 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 a format where we kind of read through certain things. We have reads and different things that make sure we get this plug in, get this plug in, whatever. He'll go in there and change a word around where it's supposed to say, like, for instance, I, I, you tried to get me with one a couple times last year. I'm trying to think of what it was. I would change my name. You would, cha- okay. I would change yes. Fouts to Farts and see yes. what you would say. Cole Farts. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there were two or three times where I stumbled but spit the right word out, right. but you got me for just a split second. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a professional. Right. And you, and you, you can't. Keep rolling. Yeah, even if I were to screw that up, I would just smooth it over, yeah. continue. And most people probably didn't even notice that because that's that's how good I am at that. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell when you when you've got a host as good looking as I am. Are you kidding and me? With a voice like this. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to uh, throw me off. Luckily, this is over the radio or over you know, sound waves and not in front of our face or anybody's faces. Yeah. Everyone, everyone know you'd be a liar. Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you this. If I was ranked in Bob Long's 2018 consistency guide yeah. based on fantasy football co-hosts, consistency level, 100%. At least a top in, a 90, in the 90 uh, clutch rating. Are you talking about your looks? 
I'm talking about my ability. Because that's what I, that's what I was based on. Once are included, that's a category. I mean, that is a part of it. I, mm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tie that together. Yeah, we're talking looks. We're talking charm. We're talking uh, timing. We're talking knowledge, knowledge base, uh, intelligence, we'll on that one. Integrity, um, integrity, the intangibles of a of a podcast host. That's what we're talking about here, and we're we're right we're at the top. We're right. Oh, there. now you're including me. Sure. I mean, this was about me, but if you want to make it about you, that's fine. We can we can throw you in there also. You said we. If so I if you. I well, I was speaking in third person because a guy of my of my stature. That's not third person. Um, okay, you're right. That's like fourth person, maybe fourth person. I don't know. Save the whales. Is that what you shave the whales? Is that, well, is that what you did with them? <laughs> we got a, we got a fun show because we're going to be joined here in just a minute by the consistency guru and the man who gave us the 411 on many things yeah. last year. And if you were a listener of last year's show, you were happy because if you listened to what Bob Long said, it worked out great for you. Because we're going to ask him about DeAndre Hopkins and Antonio Brown, which one he likes. We're going to ask him about Deshaun Watson. We're going to ask him about rookie running backs. We're going to ask him about a lot of the trending topics and things that you want to know heading into your fantasy football season. But before we are joined by Bob Long, mm-hmm. I want to remind our listeners to find us over on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already, and hit the subscribe button. Pound the subscribe button, just like you're doing on your phone. You're about to break the screen on your phone. Okay. Okay. Good thing there's an, a protective case on that phone because if there wasn't, it's already cracked anyway. Okay. But maybe the, don't hit it as hard as as cold as hit his phone. But you gotta smash that shit. Hit. Hit the subscribe button and give us five stars. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five stars because it helps us out. It helps out our ranking, helps us grow this show, and you've already been a part of it for the last three years, so we appreciate that. We appreciate you listening. And I'm not going to jibber-jabber anymore. Stop jibber-jabbering. We're on on TuneIn. Maybe I will. We're on TuneIn. (laughs) Make sure you favorite us on TuneIn. Make sure you never miss an episode. And you're not missing this episode, so now I will quit the jibber-jabbering. So without further ado, let's talk to Bob Lung of Big Guy Fantasy Sports. All right, now we'll welcome the author of the, two, the 2018 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, Bob Lung of Big Guy Fantasy Sports, back to the show. Bob, how are you, buddy? Good. Great to be here. Uh, that is a mouthful, that, that title. I wish I could shrink it. it. It just can't, just can't do it. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. That's all right. Well, hey, the, the 2017 guide did very well. We actually had you on the show to talk about that last summer and and had a great conversation with you. And it was named the best fantasy football magazine of 2017 by CheatSheetWarRoom.com. It held the number one spot for a number of weeks on the Amazon fantasy sports section. And it was named a finalist for the best fantasy football publication of 2017 by the fantasy sports writers of America. So when you started putting this together, your guide and originally, did, did you ever think that it would become as successful as it has, Bob? Um, you know, I've never done any of this for success. I've, I've done it to share the consistency knowledge that I kind of came up with in 2002 and helped my teams get better. And, you know, I, I never went into it going, man, someday I'm going to be rich and famous and I'm going to, you know, and all that stuff. The guide was right. really just, the guide was really just a, 
I, I asked a few of the people that I had been sharing my articles with to put in their big national magazine that you can get on the, you know, on the newsstands. Mm-hmm. And I'd asked them numerous times, you know, hey, guys, you know, what do you think about me adding the consistent, my consistency numbers to the profiles? <clears throat> and they all kind of went, that's cute, but it just takes up so much room and we don't know how to really promote it. And, you know, and, and, and I get it. I mean, you know, I've noticed, you know, it's over time I've learned that yeah, I'm the one who kind of gets this and, and, and I'm better at sharing it than others who don't get it. So that's right. where the magazine or the guide came from was, okay, well, if I can't share it with their magazines, why don't I just create my own? And, you know, once I found out that I could basically self-publish myself on Amazon and, you know, put it out there and put it on the website and, you know, if I make a little money off it, that's all well and good and that's great and stuff. But, you know, I just did it for the idea of sharing it with others. The fact that it became that successful in, in really a quick couple years once it had been released, um, just just dumbfounded by it. I mean, I can't even tell you the uh, shock and excitement at the same time when they said I was a finalist, because that was the first time I'd ever submitted it to FSWA for even recognition, you know, to be looked at, because I never thought it was good enough a couple years before that. Only last year to after, really was after when it got named, you know, by Cheat Sheet War Room as, as the best magazine in their mind for the year, that I think, well, if they think it's pretty good, maybe I should submit it to FSWA, so I sent them their copies in December for review and like I said I really wasn't expecting much so to be a finalist and be named with people like Chris Harris and Bob Harris and football diehards I can't tell you you know um, how exciting that was for me and you know and it made me that much more excited to get the 2018 version out version out so uh, you know again um, you know how every year people do the typical um, uh, what they call them um, uh, you know, uh, bold comments or bold predictions. I think if mm-hmm. I came on your show last year and made those three bold predictions, I would have laughed at myself for saying that. So um, I'm excited that it all came to fruition and hopefully bigger, better things will come in 2018. Well, hey, it's it's much deserved. The, the guide is, is that good. It really is. I mean, Cole and Thank I you. both used it last year and and went through that thing with a fine-tooth comb, and it, it definitely helped us out in our season-long leagues. And I won. And, 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 I, I want, and you maybe won with it. There maybe. you go. So, yeah. here, you know, we've got a, a testimonial right here. Cole used your guide <laughs> and helped him win his fantasy league. So um, that's right. very, very cool stuff. Um, well, in, in order to understand a lot of what is put together throughout your guide, you need to understand a stat that you dubbed the clutch rating. And that's based off of the amount of clutch games a player has in a given season. So with that being said, if we take a look at Deshaun Watson's 86% clutch rating from a year ago, and, and you'll see that he ranks number one among all quarterbacks. So, so Bob, how do we translate that into what we could expect from him in 2018? So if I, if I were to look at your guide and I see Deshaun Watson, 86% clutch rating from last year, what should I expect from him this year? How does that really translate into what I should look for out of him in, in 2018? Well, I think the most important thing is, even though it's a very small sample size, because last year he only played in seven games, the fact that he earned six clutch games out of those seven, um, you know, is a testimony of of how talented this kid is. Um, You know, would he have went, you know, 15 to 16 if he finished the year? Maybe. But, you know, we always want to temper expectations because defenses will figure him out. 
uh, figure the offensive out, you know, there in Houston. But I still feel, and, and if you look at the last page of the uh, of the guide, you know, that's my annual uh, tier draft list that I put out, and, and people, once they buy the book and get that off the website as I update it through the summer. But I have Deshaun Watson ranked as the number two quarterback overall after Aaron Rodgers. I'm really high on him. Um, I'd love to get him wow. in the, in about the fifth or sixth round um, because I think this kid is the real deal. And with Hopkins around him, Lamar Miller is a very good running back. They've got Will Fuller. I mean, there's there's weapons there. And you can't just focus on one of those guys because Deshaun Watson takes off and goes running then. Now, granted, the right. ACL is going to slow him down a little bit. But we assume that as a professional athlete, he's working on it every day. Uh, to be, you know, fast, just as fast as he was, if not close enough. And I just feel like this kid has what it takes. And, you know, and then there's a lot of question marks with the other guys. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's not getting any younger. Cousins changed teams. Wentz, we don't know about his knee, if he's back 100%. Uh, but I got him third. But, you know, Russell Wilson's got troubles in that team. Breeze didn't throw as much. So there's just so many question marks with everybody else outside of Rodgers. And even Rodgers, you can say, has no Jordy Nelson, what does that change? So, you know, this kid's offense around him hasn't changed, so why not? Why can't he be as successful? Now, I'm not going to draft him in the first three rounds for sure. I'll draft him in the fifth or sixth round, which is his current ADP. I'm comfortable with that because now I've got four, you know, good, consistent running backs, wide receiver combination, um, and if I can get him fifth, and add that consistency to it, I'm very comfortable with picking him in that spot and and going forward with that. And, you know, you mentioned the injury thing, and you're not really sure what to expect from these guys, you know, Wentz and and Watson, both coming off of injury. And and Rodgers, for that matter, is also coming off injury, but a little bit different when it's in the upper body and not in the lower body because, uh, you know, especially with a guy like Watson who who uses his legs. Um, But, yeah, you've got him ranked number two. Now, this reminded me – uh, last year when you came on the show, you gave us some of the most important advice that we ever got from anybody on the show last year. And you had a friend of a friend, and you probably still have that friend of a friend, I do. of a team doctor from the yep. Indianapolis Colts. And, yep. and, and yeah. you told us that Andrew Luck, there was no chance that he was going to be ready for week one. And it turned out there was no chance that he was going to be ready for the rest of the season. Right. Week 17. Um, so <laughs> with that being said – what do you know about luck right now? Because it's interesting. Uh, the, the closer we get to the start of the season here, it seems like the more and more I see Andrew Luck's name pop up on ranking lists and people who are starting to rank him ahead of these other quarterbacks. I've seen him in top 10, top 12. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either, but I wanted to get your opinion on this, Bob. What do you think about luck right now? Where do you have him ranked? And, and is he going to play this year? Well, that same person told me that, um, what he has heard recently is, yes, he's improving, but um, they are very, very skeptical that he's going to even come close to being the quarterback with the same arm strength that he has been in the past and that I should stay and everybody should stay very, very far away from him. Um, yes, he threw a football today, and that's all fantastic, but you know, throwing a football – you know, 10 yards, you know, it, I, whatever he did today, it doesn't matter. The right. rumor yeah, I heard, I saw... and, and I have, you know, uh, I have him ranked 17th, and that's only because he, he isn't dead. Um, you know, there's <laughs> always that chance. Um, there's always that chance that 
he may come back, but the but that same person told me that if he if and when he comes back, that the lack of of arm strength that he has and w- just he he pretty much told me that there would be a very high chance that um, that by the end of the year he could retire because his arm is not where it needs to be nor ever will wow. be. And he told me that to stay as far away as possible. And in fact, I think I even wrote something. A guy, I didn't get that descriptive with it. I think I just pretty much right. said, I've I've heard rumors that he is nowhere near ready to be at where he should be to be the Andrew Luck we all know and love. Um, right. And though, so, like you said, I have him seventeenth. Is basically maybe if you want to draft him as a backup, and maybe you get lucky, and by midseason he's semi playing at a decent level, but. Um, from what I've heard, he is nowhere near ready, even though they make they make it sound like he always is. Right. Yeah, uh, I saw probably the same thing everybody else saw today when they said he threw a football and it was like a 15-yard out. And apparently the report that I said that he threw that and then he, he jogged off the field and that it was a college football. And <laughs> I just, huh. it's yeah. June. I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, this kid hasn't thrown in, what, two years, something like that? Right, right. <laughs> Been a like while. There's, yeah. I don't feel comfortable at all drafting him if he's no. it's taken him two and a half years, two years to throw a football and it's college football. Right. And right. I mean, season's coming up. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to see him yeah. ranked ahead of guys like Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger and yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and and some of these guys that we are seeing him ranked ahead of, I think it's a little bit foolish. So yeah, really good insight there again on Andrew Luck. And it's it's really refreshing to see the section in your guide that's written by Josh Brickner that compared four-point quarterback touchdown leagues with six-point quarterback touchdown leagues because mm-hmm. Cole and I are big supporters of the touchdown is always six points movement. So, you know, <laughs> in, our, in our main league, touchdowns are six points no matter who throws them, no matter who runs them, no matter who gets one, it's six points. Yep. So in this section, uh, Joss has an extended write-up on Carson Wentz, who – you know, Cole and I both have ranked number two right now. You just mentioned uh, that, that you're very high on him. Also, uh, what's your stance on Wentz in, say, a six-quarterback, uh, a, a six-touchdown, or excuse me, a six-point quarterback touchdown league? Is he a guy that, that could be, you know, started to be crept up into that three- to four-round range where you could draft him that early in a, in a league like that? You know, I guess it depends on how your league drafts when they're six-point passing. I guess that, you know, certainly moves the quarterback's value up. Um, right. You know, I assume, you know, I've been in some of those leagues. I'm not, you're right. I've seen in the past with people like Brady and Rodgers and those in their peak going in, you know, late first round and second. So, you know, from that standpoint, I kind of get it. Um, on the other hand, I, I just don't know. Like, I have him, I would, I have him third in a four-point passing, so – I have no problem yeah. keeping him in third in a six-point passing touchdown just because I think Watson Rodgers is going to be right up there. Um, I just wonder, you know, again, it's all about value when you're drafting. And so if a guy like Kirk Cousins or, you know, a Garoppolo or somebody like that who might throw a ton of touchdowns this year too go three or four rounds later, you know, especially with Wentz is needs still, you know, you know, the, we always hope for good things. We hope he starts day one. And based on that, you know, he's certainly worth a high draft pick, but um, there's always, you know, still ACL is ACL and it, it takes a while. So, you know, I, again, I, I look at the value and say, you know, is there, is there other value 
three or four rounds later that you can get or, you know, but everybody has different leagues and different scenarios. So if your league, you know that by the end of the third round, Wentz is going to be gone. If you really want him, then you take him. Um, Because I think he certainly will put up the same numbers that he was on pace for last year. And that's, that's big time. That's a great point. I mean, it depends on your league and you need to know the guys that are in your league. I think it helps. I mean, I know it's kind of the craze right now where people just jump in a random league with somebody nope. just to get more, you know, you know, more games or more, uh, more action, so to speak. And they just kind of jump into things. And I think that makes things like this a little bit tougher because yes, you know, the scoring format, but you really don't know the mindset of the people in your league. So I think that helps. That's a good point to, yeah, to mention there. We had a, uh, we had a guy, I mean, we, we play in an IDP league. And it's like, well, we had 25 rounds, something like that. We had a yep. guy draft a kicker in the 11th round for some reason. <laughs> like you never know. What the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. You, you just don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's good advice there. Uh, in your guide, you mentioned that rookies are too inconsistent and you support that by including that less than 9% of all rookies since 2010 have earned over a 60% clutch rating. So with that being said, there, there's been some exceptions. Obviously, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, to name a few in recent years. But this year, the rookie running backs are, are hot commodities. I, I feel like the, the recency bias here uh, might be to blame for some of this. But with that being said, what is your opinion on guys like Saquon Barkley and Ronald Jones and, and Darius Geis right now uh, with these rookie running backs right now as being as highly touted as they are? Right. Well, as you read, read in the guide, Josh thinks I hate rookies and I don't hate them. <laughs> I just have data to support that maybe they're not worth picking as high as you think. But as it shows, the talented ones on the right team in the right situation can be consistent. Um, I And, you know, so Zeke is one, Hunt was one, Kamara. And, and it also doesn't matter what round they're drafted in. You know, we all know that Hunt and Kamara last year or two years ago were drafted in the third rounds by their uh, teams, if not later, I I think it's third rounds. Um, And both were very consistent and both really, nobody thought that going in. Uh, But Fournette obviously was a very high pick because he was going to, you know, a good team in a good situation. And, and, and that would, that paid off, but there's always a lot of guys that it doesn't work out for Joe Mixon, for example. Um, You know, so it doesn't always work out that way. So I always tell people, if you want to look at rookies, that's fine. If you want to take Saquon Barkley in the first round, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But here's what you got to think about. Basically, everybody that goes in the first round needs to be at about an 80% consistency um, to be worthwhile as a first-round pick. So that's what you have to ask yourself. Do you think Saquon Barkley is going to be 80% consistent? You know, now we yeah. know that, you know, Fournette was 75% last year. Kamara was 81%, you know, so they proved they could be, but there's also a lot of guys who didn't. So if you think Saquon Barkley can be 75% consistent, which is basically 12 out of 16 clutch games, then fine, go ahead and take that chance. But if I'm sitting there and I got a choice between Barkley and Melvin Gordon, who has put up back-to-back years at 80% and has already proven, I'm probably going to take Melvin Gordon. That's just the way I look at it. Um, but some people go, you know, I want the rookie. I want the shiny, hot, you know, cute little, uh, you know, hype little <laughs> toy that's coming out. Now, guys like Ronald Jones and Darius Geis, see, I don't feel the same way about them. I don't know if their situations are as good or if their team is as good um, or if them 
personally are as good. Um, you know, right. everybody loved Mixon coming out, and everybody thought it was a, a good thing. But then the offensive line was bad in Cincinnati. You know, it was just it was just a big hot mess. And then they had two other running backs trying to share. So, you know, if you can get guys like Ronald Jones and guys, you know, later as a RB three, I'm perfectly fine with that. Taking them as an RB two when I've got maybe other proven commodities that have already been there and have proven they can you know, compete at an RB2 level, I'm going to probably go with the veteran first. But that's, you know, again, that's my opinion, and that data supports why I do that. Yep. That's uh, that's good advice, specifically for me, because I feel like uh, last year I had two rookie running backs, and yep. I'm coming into this draft, and I'm thinking, like, I'm leaning towards Barkley, like, if I'm in that situation. But listening to that, like, that just makes a lot more sense that, 12 out of 16 games is a lot. It is. Yeah. And New York is, you know, stay healthy and, you know, know, what about the team around him? You know, you don't know what Beckham's status always is. If he's playing a hundred percent, the offensive line was pretty marginal, even though I think they boosted that a little bit. Um, You know, there's some question marks, but the team definitely got better in the off season. I felt better. I would feel better about drafting Barkley um, now, based on versus where the situation was maybe a year ago, you know, if you right. had got him in yep. last year's draft. But um, yep. like I said, some of these other guys like Royce Freeman and, and uh, Penny and yeah, some of those situations, I'm I'm going to stay away from. I'll let somebody I else take that chance. He's basically because he's the only choice they have in Seattle. Right, but still, like, I, just, <laughs> but, I don't but the I don't like it at all. Around him sucks outside of Wilson and and Baldwin. Right, so. Yeah, I, I want nothing to do with that either. Hey, the numbers support it that, you know, the rookies may not be the way to go. Uh, what's yeah. really cool about this guide, Bob, but beyond the stuff we've already talked about, you, you break down each position and you rank every player that has fantasy relevance. And you also introduce something called X consistency, which is the total fantasy points scored divided by total games played times the clutch rate. So it, it's similar right. to XERA in baseball as it's yep. identifying the true consistency value of the player, as you put it. And last year, if you mm-hmm. look at it, Todd Gurley led all running backs in 2017. So in this category, he was coming off of a bad 2016, and a lot of people didn't really expect what came from him. Is there any running back that could be this year's Todd Gurley for you uh, that we may not be thinking about right now? You know, that's a good question. And, I, and I'm glad you guys sent me this question ahead of time because I'm still kind of kicking <laughs> – been thinking about it and the person that really kind of jumps out to me that kind of is fulfilling the girly prophecy scenario is Jordan Howard. So Jordan Howard rookie season um, has a great year, 73% consistent. One of the few rookies ever make it last year. They bring in a rookie quarterback. Hence like their golf was um, didn't perform as well. Um, not bad in total points, but consistency-wise, eh, that wasn't that great. So, you know, you kind of a lot of people are kind of, I don't want to say down on him, but just not overly excited about Jordan Howard this year. But now they've, you know, added some weapons, got some, you know, better uh, linemen. Um, so they've improved around Trubisky. Uh, they're going to, you know, they got a new head coach. Uh, so there's a lot of positive things happening there now. Am I going to sit here and say Jordan Howard is going to be the number one fantasy running back this year? Mm, no. But I will say that I see a big improvement from him, and I think he'll be some great value as an RB2. 
because of the fact that I think that the right things are in place, kind of like, you know, when McVay came in to Los Angeles and they, you know, the quarterback had another year under his belt and they put some new weapons around him and boom, Gurley becomes a better running back. Um, so Jordan Howard's my guy uh, for the Gurley prophecy for 2018. There's a lot of, uh, not comparison, one of my similarities between that. Like when yeah. you talk about rookie years and mm-hmm. then rookie quarterback coming on next year. Um, head coach. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of scary how similar that is. I'm, I'm going to pick him first. Now that you said that. So, <laughs> Jordan Howard. First hey, you may want to get nuts. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's talk about wide receiver really quick. Antonio Brown. Is he still the top fantasy wide receiver in the game? Because he finished outside of the top five in consistency rate last season. And, and that may or may not have been re, uh, related to Ben Roethlisberger's injury status and different things. But among fantasy circles, DeAndre Hopkins is now the number one fantasy wide receiver uh, throughout most of the industry. So are you team AB or are you team Nuke? Well, I'm team Nuke uh, this year. I did move him to number one on my tier draft list. And, uh, you know, it's close. Um, you know, my, I'm looking at drafts now, and I see the big four running backs going in a PPR format. And at number five, I'm probably leaning towards, you know, Hopkins there. And if Hopkins is gone and I'm sixth, I take Brown. Um, I was actually surprised. I was in a draft that I just started yesterday. It's uh, one of the Fantasy Cares uh, Eliminator uh, games. And uh, so it's me and 16 others drafting uh, best ball. And I had pick number nine, and, and Antonio fell all the way to me. So I was pretty excited about that, actually. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's still close. I think Brown, but I think Brown's another year older. Ben's another year older. You know, Brown had missed a couple games. You know, uh, there was a point where he went three straight years, where two and a half of those years he was perfectly consistent. He actually put up 38 in a row. Um, but wow, wow. last year he missed, you know, 15, you know, 2016, he missed one game last year. He missed two games. So these little injuries of getting a little bit older, I think is starting to wear on Antonio and the number of targets, the number of plays and, you know, it's just, he's not getting any younger. And, uh, you know, Hopkins, you know, again, had such a great season, perfectly consistent with half of the year without Deshaun Watson. So if that doesn't yeah. kind of help boost that number one ranking, I don't know what does. So, uh, you know, if everybody stays healthy, I have, you know, there's no question in my mind. I think that Hopkins is the, is the number one wide receiver this year, and I will be drafting him accordingly. Yeah, yeah. My I mean, number he's, one pick. he's gotten it done no matter who the quarterback is. I mean, he's gone through right. two years some ago, bad ones. Yeah. I yeah. mean, really bad ones, yeah. whether it be Brian Hoyer, whether it be Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. And, and he's produced. T.J. Yates. T.J. Yates is another one. Yeah. I mean, he's produced no matter who's throwing him the ball. So, so that's, like you said, that has to help him out as far as, as, as uh, where to rank him and where to think of him as a fantasy player going into next year. At the end of the guide, you give readers a draft sheet to help them out in their fantasy drafts. And, and so I, I want to put you on the spot here a little bit. Right now, give us your top sleeper, who you have for your top sleeper, and where you should be targeting him in fantasy drafts. 
Another tough question you gave me, and I took a while to think about this one too, because, you know, as you go through the guide, you'll see that I, I kind of identify for each person, each player, um, a whether they're currently at value, undervalued, or overvalued in regards to their current ADP. And I update this book all, all summer long. So um, if you, you know, happen to buy it on Amazon, you can always, um, you know, let me know and, and I'll get you a free upgrade whenever you want it, especially of the tier draft list as well. Um, but the guy that really, I kind of just not fell upon, but I kind of opened my eyes a little bit, which I feel right now is completely grossly undervalued is Lamar Miller. And I know a lot of people think that he was washed up. He was done. And if Deonta Foreman doesn't get hurt, he would have not even made the team, blah, 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 blah. But let me throw some numbers at you. Weeks two through eight which was basically the point when Deshaun Watson was playing. Yeah. He had seven out of eight clutch games. Maybe it was six, I'm sorry, it was, uh, it was two through seven. Um, or no, two, it was two through eight. Um, seven out of, or, uh, six out of seven clutch games. While Watson was on the field. When Watson was not on the field, he only got three more and ended with ten, which still was respectable. Uh, yeah. But, you know... Foreman isn't 100% yet. He he may or may not be back in time for the year to beginning. Um, I do believe in time that Foreman probably will may take over. But for now, it's Lamar Miller's job. And with that offense and with Watson in, at, at the helm, um, it was very obvious of what Lamar Miller could do when people weren't focused on stopping Lamar Miller. And I think that, you know, he knows that, Foreman's going to be breathing down his neck. He knows that he's playing, if not for a job in Houston, for a job possibly somewhere. And I just feel like this guy's really undervalued, and I look forward to grabbing him as my RB2 um, in a lot of leagues. But I've seen him down in the 20s, you know, running back 20s. Ranking-wise, I have him 16th, but I've seen him almost outside of the RB2 range. Like I think I saw him RB25 on one of them. So yeah, yeah, I've seen him. Well. That's my guy. I think if I have to pick a guy that I feel like is grossly undervalued based on his consistency and what he can bring to the table, based on where he's picked, uh, he's he's my favorite right now. Is is one of those guys? Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah. I did not think you were going to say Lamar Miller, but again, the stars <laughs> kind of align there. It makes sense. Um, it, he's not on the radar right now, and it's it's it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk sleeper, you want somebody who is not on the radar. Where do you, so you have him 16. Where do you think's a reasonable spot? I mean, as of right now, where do you think's a reasonable spot to draft him? I think, you know, right now, you know, again, it's going to depend on your league and your scoring and all that, that happy stuff. But I feel like this is the guy that you could probably get in the sixth or seventh round. Like you can load up on getting your three top consistent receivers, getting your tight end, getting your quarterback, um, and then feel like, you know, he should be somewhere in there. I'm actually checking kind of the ADPs as we're talking just to see where he's still sitting at. So here he's RB22, pick 52. So, you know, he's in the fifth round. So, you know, maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit uh, pessimistic about where he might be going. <laughs> but still, uh, you know, at that point you can get top two receivers – you know, maybe you can grab your tight end if you really like a guy like Kelsey or, or Ertz to be on your team. Get a Deshaun Watson and grab him as your RB2, um, you know, and, and grab a top running back in there as well. 
it'll be interesting. I, I think he'll fall farther than that. I, I don't know yeah. if he'll, you know, I feel like he'll fall into the, maybe into the more into the after the, you know, the sixth round, um, especially if nothing exciting happens um, in the summer to make it, you know, everybody's going to be focused on Deshaun Watson and, and Hopkins. Um, but I think, you know, that's a guy that, because when you look at where he's at, um, you know, after that, you've got Darius Geist, Deion Lewis, Penny, Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle, you know, Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde. Um, you know, those are all guys that have a lot of question marks, even though actually I love Hyde. I think Hyde gets the starting job from day one um, yep. and will keep that job. Um, he's another he's actually would have been my second choice of being grossly undervalued. Um, I think I think he'll be the man to start. I mean, Duke Johnson will play Duke Johnson role that that won't change. But I don't think Chubb steals too much away from him early on, unless he gets injured or something like that. But I, I think Hyde is a guy that could be grossly undervalued in that offense and, and get you know touchdowns and yards and you know can be a, another good RB two value or maybe RB three. I mean he's at RB twenty nine in this ADP. Yeah, list, it's ridiculous. So. It it sounds Bob that you listened to our last show because it okay. almost <laughs> word for word we love Hyde. Yeah, absolutely. And we think he's super yes. underrated. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you talk about that. Todd Haley is the new offensive coordinator mm-hmm. there. We we right. see what he was able to do with the running back position, right. whether it be Le'Veon Bell or any of the other running backs who stepped in, whether it be a suspension or injury for Bell, and what he was able to do. And I think Hyde obviously isn't comparable to Le'Veon Bell, but the skill sets match up pretty similar. Right. Well, and look at the if you look at the uh, profile for Hyde last year, he was 75% consistent. I mean, he was right yep. up there with, you know, with Camaro and some of those guys he was he was close enough to. Um, now, you know, if he had stayed in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, I'd have been all over him, probably taking him as, you know, like my, one of my top choices. But, um, and, and that's kind of why people are kind of excited about Jerry McKinnon, but I don't think Jerry McKinnon's built to take that kind of, you know, three down punishment, but we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But, uh, yeah, I love I like Hyde a lot. I, I hope I can maybe get him as my RB three. If I could get Miller and Hyde as my RB two and RB three, that would be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty nice setup actually. It, it is, it is. Well, Bob, one more before we let you go here. We okay. wanted to know if you took home the championship in your touchdown only league that you started so many years ago that you talked <laughs> about, kind of really got you going into the uh, fantasy world. Did you win that league? Did you take her home last year? I did not. Uh, it was a tough year for me. Um, I had some injuries that, uh, you know, just kind of hurt. Um, well, the, the thing was, is I traded. No, I didn't trade. Yeah, so I had Aaron Rodgers, um, so that okay. hurt. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> um, I had Carlos Hyde, who at the beginning was started a little slow. He really didn't kick it in until Garoppolo kind of really got involved. Um, and he was doing great in PPR, but – he wasn't scoring the touchdowns all that much, you know? Right. So that, that wasn't helping. And, um, just, I had, Oh, and then my other stud receiver going into last year was Jordy Nelson. So, mm. so it yeah. was a tough year. Touchdown, yeah. uh, touchdown only. I did well in my other, you know, pretty well in my other 23 leagues, but, uh, that one, I didn't do so well. <laughs> Wait, you just, how many leagues are you, were you in last year? 23. 23, I think. Is, yeah, 23. Yeah. Now, most of them are, are like expert leagues where, you know, this expert puts a league together and he invites me to be in it. And, you know, this yep. expert or, you know, the, the fantasy league of experts draft in New York City. And, 
you know, I just every year somebody's putting together a new thing, you know, whether it's Scott Fish Bowls and you know all that kind of stuff. So it just kind of accumulates, and I'm I just can't say no to drafting. You know, people are like, hey, you <laughs> yeah. want to do the league? Yeah, yeah. you know. I'm with you. Like with free you. alcohol, you know. Hey, you want you want a drink? Sure. Yeah. You know. You want to draft fantasy football nice. team? Sure. You know, I just can't say no. So I wouldn't be surprised this year. I'm already in three more leagues I wasn't in last year. So I'm going to go over 25, I can tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like every year I seem to end up in a few more myself. So I, I feel your pain. I know, I know how it goes. Uh, Bob, if somebody wants to buy your guide, how do they do so? Well, they have a couple options. Um, if you if you're the printed gotta have it in my hand flip the pages kind of guy uh, or girl because I know there's a lot of females out there that play, uh, you can go to Amazon.com and just search on 2018 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. It will pop up. You can buy the printed version there. Um, if you're a Kindle person, you can get the Kindle version as well. In fact, I think if you buy the printed, you can download the Kindle for free. Um, but if you're more of a PDF want the whole package kind of person. Then you can come to Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Uh, the PDF is there, is updated um, constantly throughout the summer. The tier draft list is there as an Excel file, so you can download it and manipulate it for your you know, favorite players as well. Set up your own tier draft list as you're going. Uh, but, it, but for only $20, you can get uh, the whole season, the guide, uh, access to the site. They can, you, know, you can get access to the consistency report, which I know you guys have seen, where you can go in and put your own scoring method in to help uh, identify who the most consistent players were in your league under your scoring method. And I think that's what's really important about that report um, that you can get access to all season long. It will be updated during the season, so you can see how, as your season's going, whether or not you know your players are doing well or what players might be doing well consistency-wise in your league and maybe get them on the waiver wire or make a trade for them. So that's basically the two options, uh, you know, printed version, Amazon, uh, you know, PDF, download, uh, Excel, all access, you know, for 20 bucks. You can buy the PDF guide only on the website as well. But, again, for only basically another 10 bucks, you can get the whole season um, all wrapped up in one, one nice package for $20. So. Yeah, 20 bucks, well worth it. Uh, again, like Bob said, you can find it at BigGuyFantasySports.com. You can find his other work at BigGuyFantasySports.com. He's at Bob underscore Lung on Twitter. Definitely worth a follow. And, Bob, thank you again for coming on the show, and we'll have to do this again sometime soon, buddy. You bet. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure coming on and talking. Like I said, I knew we'd go more than 15 minutes. So, But that's yeah, okay. We, that's we definitely did. you guys that's having right. me on. All right. Appreciate <laughs> it, Bob. Thank you. All right. Take care. See you. All right, Bob Long, Big Guy Fantasy Sports. I like the feature where uh, you can, even if they're not on your team, but you can you can see how guys are progressing throughout yeah, the season. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge feature to have. And yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that Lamar Miller. Yeah. I remember reading something, maybe it was in the offseason or maybe it was sometime during the season last year, but he played so much better when Deshaun Watson was his quarterback. So I, yeah. I think that people kind of have like a recency bias and – see that maybe they don't see the numbers as they as they were they just see it as a whole like oh he had a down year i'm not going to pick him up and that's where you can you can grab him when he should be grabbed because watson's his quarterback right right yeah and i think that makes sense i mean you see how having a great quarterback or having a productive quarterback kind of 
facilitates fantasy production for the other players involved. I mean, you know, any bets goes with anybody. You look at Tom Brady, guys like Danny Amendola and, and guys like uh, Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan, for instance. I mean, he makes them better. Um, and, and, you know, the Patriots may not be a good example for running backs because they always have three or four guys in the fold, but they all three, four, three or four produce. So right. when you have a, a, a quarterback that can be a catalyst like that, and just kind of move things along. I think it makes a lot of sense. So, um, you know, as we've seen quality quarterback play, uh, equals good, um, numbers for everyone else. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and equals a good team in the NFL because without a good quarterback, it's a quarterback driven league and you know, you're not going to have a good team. So it's going to affect everyone around. So yeah, absolutely. Up like Blake Bortles, good team, but you don't get you so far. Yeah, and you know, he's another guy that people are high on this year. And Well, we're going to get into it later. We're going to get into it right now. But, oh, we're going into it right now? That's going to... Is this yours? This is mine. Oh, because you're on a fancy website. I just have a Google Doc. Yeah, mine are available on gridironexperts.com, <laughs> of course. You can find my... I was wondering where you were going. My up-to-date <laughs> rankings on gridironexperts.com. And so, with that being said, we released our Coach and Cole consensus rankings yeah. for quarterbacks. We, can, we knew we'd get some feedback, but... We got quite a bit of feedback on this, and just going through them real quick, I'm sure you've seen them already, but we have Aaron Rodgers, number one, Carson Wentz, number two, Drew Brees is three, Tom Brady, four, Russell Wilson, five, Cam Newton, six, Deshaun Watson, seven, Matt Ryan, eight, Jimmy Garoppolo, nine, Kirk Cousins, ten. Now, we do have differing opinions on some of these guys that consensively mate is that a word consensively it is now it is now another coach and cole vocab word for you yeah that combined because of the way we had them ranked and then the combined ranking they ended up in the top 10 mm-hmm. based upon differences you know i may have had some guy here you may have had some some guy there and the topic of discussion for most people was the number eight ranked quarterback which happened to be matt ryan and i have matt ryan ranked number six right now i've got him at 15 and consensively on gridironexperts.com he's at number 14 you have him at number 15 15 yeah now i'm not the only guy to have him at number six obviously i mean because if it's at 14 you're at six and that means somebody else has to be up there as well oh yeah andrew erickson also has him at six but you have him 15 and correct and a lot of people thought that he was a little high on our list Mm -hmm. now i will admit that i think the fact that he had such a good year two years ago. I think that's ringing in my head because I know the potential of Matt Ryan. I know how talented of a quarterback he is. I've seen what he's done and the numbers he's been able to produce in the past. And the biggest thing for me is the fact that they went out and drafted Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. Because to me, that tells me they realized that they had an issue in the passing game last season. And what do they do? They go and address that issue right away in the draft and take – for the most part, the number one ranked wide receiver in the draft for most, for most people. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably the best receiver in the draft. So now you've got the Alabama connection between Julio and Ridley, obviously quite a few years apart, but we've seen how Julio has fared in that offense and he's holding out right now. But I think by the time the season rolls around, everything will be a okay and, yeah, and he'll be just fine. So I wouldn't worry about that. So in my mind, I, I got to believe that he is going to turn things around. Now, last year I was very high on Matt Ryan. You were not. I'll mention this in the replies on Twitter. On Steve the, Sarkeesian. 
That was where I was going to go because yeah. you said Steve Sarkeesian is why I will not draft Matt Ryan. I think were your words at one point last year before heading into the fantasy football drafting season. And so are you still in the same camp with Matt Ryan? You would most likely stay away from him because of the fact that Steve Sarkeesian is the offensive coordinator. Well, I can't say I wouldn't draft him just okay. because um depends on where the, how the draft goes. Okay. Right. Yep. But, but he's not on your short list. No, he is not. I, I mean, obviously he's at 15, but I yeah. think that both the last two years were outliers. Basically it was the best and worst you can get out of him when he's a pretty decent quarterback. Okay. Yeah. MV, MVP year, just under 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah. Last year, just barely over 4,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's, yeah. So that's top and bottom with him yeah. basically. Yeah. And then you get the other years, 4,500, 46, 45, 47, yeah. 32, 26, 28, 21 yeah. touchdowns. And then you're in the teens and interceptions. I think that's where you'll get them. Okay. I don't think this MVP year, I think that was the outlier before last year. Okay. And it, I'm not saying it's a fluke. It's just he had a great year. Everything came together for him. Mm-hmm. And last year was opposite. And I think that I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it's like 60-40 with running the ball uh, for Sark anywhere he's been, pro or college. Um, so I don't think – I do think he has a, a bounce back. I could see something like 44, 45 even, and high 20s, middle teens with yeah. interceptions. High yeah. 20s, touchdowns, middle teens, interceptions. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, look at that average. Every year, it's about seven and a half. Yep. His MVP year, 9.2. Yeah. Like, that was just – that was a, a crazy year. Right. Well, I, I, I just – I defer to the fact, again, that they have so many weapons. you got to think – like you said, and I, and I think I probably agree with you. We're going to probably meet somewhere in the middle. It's not yeah. going to be 5,000 yards because they want to run the ball. They've got two really good running backs. Hopefully Freeman stays healthy. And if, yeah, if he stays healthy, the, the offense is so much better. Yeah. Um, not to say that Coleman's not capable, which he is, but yeah, um, I think, you know, and obviously with any team health uh, plays a big factor, but yeah. Okay. Right. So I have him six, you have him 15. Correct. So you and I both have Aaron Rodgers ranked number one. Uh, yes. You have Carson Wentz, number two. I have Drew Brees, number two. And I think I'm a little high on Drew Brees uh, across the industry also. You look yeah. at the uh, consensus rankings on Greater and Experts, and Drew Brees is number six. I got him at five. You have him at number five. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think it's one of those things where Drew Brees, they didn't throw the ball as much as they had in years past, but he was just as efficient and just as good as he ever has been. Yeah, And so I think kind of the same thing we talked about here with Matt Ryan, his stats are going to start to creep up more towards the mean, more towards where he usually ends up. And Michael Thomas, I think is in a top tier wide receiver. For sure. Uh, he's just the epitome of consistency and is a guy that any quarterback would, would, would enjoy throwing to. Uh, you look at it last year, 4,300 yards last year. That was his, Lowest season since 2009. So that's, um, I'm not including 2010 Mm -hmm. just because that's under my threshold for this stat that I want to put out. Uh, For the past six years, not including last year, uh, he's over 4,800 yards. Yeah. So he's 500 yards less, 23 touchdowns, way less. He's got 40s, high 30s, middle 30s, but then touch or interceptions also less. So he just, he just threw it. 
They threw the ball way less. Oof. Almost like 100, 100 less times. Oh, no, it's more than 100. It's like 130? I don't know, math. It's like 130, 140 less times, like, on average, it looks like. Yeah. Last yeah. year. Higher percentage of completion. You know, like, he obviously, this has been his highest uh, quarterback rating since 2013. So, he obviously still played really well. Right. It's just that he didn't throw as much. And I agree with you, and that's why I have him at five rather than your two. I mean, little yeah. difference there, but I think he does have an uptick. Um, I think the Ingram suspension helps with that, and I just think regardless of right. that didn't happen, even even then, it, I think that they would go back to their their ways a little bit. Yeah, that suspension is actually one of the bigger reasons why, because that's the first four games of the year. Um, I think they're going to have to throw more than they, they may have want, because they want to start creeping back to the running game. And, you know, a lot of teams, interestingly enough, are – starting to lean, they want to get the running game more involved and throw less, which is interesting because you look at successful plays and different things and throwing the ball gains more yards, but teams want to establish the run and get a good running game going. You look at teams like New Orleans, Atlanta, Detroit, these teams that over the course of time throw the ball a ton, they are are going towards the other way and wanting to run the ball more. So, um, yeah, okay, so I have them two, you have them five. Uh, You have Brady three. I have Carson Wentz three. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit at length about Carson Wentz with Bob Long, so I don't think we have to go there. We both like him. I think uh, he's going to be a good quarterback in the league for years to come. I don't think there's really anybody that can doubt that from what we've seen so far. Um, and then, you know, you have Brady three. I have him four. Yeah, um, not a big difference there. Not a big difference. You know, it, actually, I'd like to rank him a little lower this year. I feel like I wanted to, but I couldn't. It, I'm in the same boat because I think we – no matter who they've had, he still puts up numbers and they throw the ball so much. I want, right. And I'm trying to make an analogy. It's kind of like LeBron James in the East. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to see it first. I'm going right. to have to see him. Like, yeah, I'll never pick against him in the East. Yeah. I'm not going to say Tom Brady's going to have a down year until right. it happens. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's going to throw it till he's 50. I don't. It, yeah. It's, it's tough to rank him low, but they don't have any weapons. And that's the biggest problem. And the biggest issue for me. Chris Hogan's going to have a career year. Uh, Jordan Matthews, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's going to step in with Edelman's suspension. Uh, Matthews is in the slot. Look for big things on Matthews. That's that's a topic for another discussion. But, yeah. um, Tom Brady, I think, four. You have him three. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, I have five. You have him six. Correct. He's historically been your guy. He is my guy. I love that guy as far as fantasy football goes. But – their offensive line has always been pretty crappy since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much of a running game since Marshawn left. Jimmy Graham is gone. There goes his touchdown outlet. Yeah. Doug Baldwin's still there. They don't have a whole lot around them. But the worst thing, I think, is that that defense has been just depleted. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of things yeah. that say that's, they're that's still a, a top 12, top 10 defense fantasy-wise. Maybe they could be. I just don't see it. Maybe maybe it's because I just don't recognize the names initially. Maybe I mean <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I that mean, that team was so predicated on getting that ball back, and Russell Wilson can throw five interceptions in a game and still come back and win the game because right. the defense could do that. Right. And I don't. It, you know, interesting. You're taking that t- that side of it because a lot of people are saying, well, their defense is so much bad, they're going to be playing from behind and he'll have to throw more. So I think he can you can run the ball in Seattle now. I don't think you could do that as much as you used to. Yeah, I mean, we'll see which side of the fence is on. But my biggest thing for him is they don't have 
any weapons. They have nobody. Jimmy Graham is now gone. The only guy they have is Doug Baldwin. Uh, Richardson's gone. Washington. I mean, they have Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Ed and, and Ed Dixon is the tight end. So, I mean. And this is another reason I know we're not talking about running backs. This is why I'm not high in Penny. Like, I right. get that he's the only one there, putting on quotations, but. I just think in general. running the ball? Yeah. I, I just think in general, this team's a lot of trouble. I think, yeah. you know, uh, dare we, I think Carroll has to be on the hot seat right now, which is just crazy to think about, but there's so much turmoil going on. They're in the news all the time. Maybe Pete Carroll's laid back style is finally coming to an end there in Seattle. So you have uh, moving on here. You have Deshaun Watson seven. I have Cam Newton seven. I like me some Cam. You, you've got him four. Yeah. You have Cam Newton four. I think that with, the added weapons of DJ Moore, that rookie coming in. That's definitely going to help them. I think Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Ooh, DFS term. I guess. I like that. Okay. I'm going with that. Yeah. I think that he improves. I think C.D. Anderson helps out that run game as well. I think that Cam is healthy, and that helps. Uh, C.D. Anderson is nice. I they like got the Khalil yeah. brothers now teamed up. Um, did that happen last year? Yeah, no. but the one – I mean – the Khalil that came over from Minnesota was god awful. Right. So, but but maybe the the chemistry, you know, brother to brother. I think it helps. helps. I, mean, I, I think it would help. Um, and then they still got Greg Olson come back healthy. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. And yeah. Torrey Smith replaces anybody that whoever poof. They he's better. I know what you're trying to spit out. He's yeah. better than anybody else they had. Right. And then Funches still Funches. I think he has a lot of weapons. They do. Honestly, they do. And the biggest thing for me was Newton's healthy, Olsen's healthy. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a big year this year. Here's why I don't have him ranked higher, because I've, I've been a, a Cam Newton fan. I've, I've had right, him yeah. on many fantasy teams before. Watching him last year, the fact that how inaccurate he was, and, and I, it's a mechanical issue. It's a mechanics thing. When he throws off his back foot, that thing just soars. He throws when – he, when, he, when he sits back, he drops his shoulder and throws off his back foot, he sails the ball. And he's done it his entire career. 59% completion percentage last year, 52 the year before. He only had 3,300 yard, passing yards last year. You know? The MVP year was, uh, was huge. Wow. Yeah. I'm talking about outliers. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So that's that's my problem with Cam Newton. Now, the good thing about Cam Newton in fantasy football is that he gets it done on the on the ground. Yeah. 754 rushing yards last year. So that's in six rushing touchdowns. So he's he's good for about five five to seven touchdowns and anywhere from 500 to 700 rushing yards. I would say. Um, you know, they tried. Last year was the most, so I wouldn't expect that. Well, again. in 16, he only had 359, but that was the year that he was banged up in concussion issues, and they didn't want to run him anymore. Right. And they finally realized, hey, this is what makes Cam Newton Cam Newton, and we can't shy away from the run anymore. So, and that's why I, I still have him in the top ten. It's not that I don't like Cam Newton. I just think that, you know, the guys we're we not tearing these guys down. Yeah, I mean, the we're guys we mentioned we're just, before. There's little things that separate the players for us. Yeah, get off our backs. <laughs> uh, number eight for me, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. You have him twelve. I do. Um, I think he is. Um, Mr. Popularity right now. I mean, like, you know, like anybody who's, who's on a new team, the big shiny new toy, he's got some weapons around him. I think the loss of McKinnon is going to hurt that team. Yeah. Uh, especially for, for the quarterback because he was a, a really nice guy to dump the ball off to. And get like 20 yards. 
by himself. Right. And so that's something that the defenses don't have to account for anymore. But you're going to get Dalvin Cook back healthy, and we'll see, you know, these knee like injuries are, are – I mean, too. These knee injuries are, are a really funky thing. You know, some guys come back better than ever. Some guys are never the AP same. AP came back, I think, faster Yeah, somehow. And, and, and some guys are never the same. So yeah. um, is Adam Thielen the real deal? Most of the NFL players say, yes, he is. Uh, he's ranked really high in the top 100 right now, voted on by the players. He runs he great routes. Catch. He, he's, he catches the ball really well. And then Stefan Diggs, I think, you know, he's the real deal. And, and, and Kyle Rudolph, who's been a, a pretty consistent tight end. I like that guy. So he has weapons around him. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's been a guy that puts up pretty decent numbers. Uh, it, not really a consistent guy. I mean, he'll have some of those games that leave you scratching your head, but I think you can say that with a lot of these guys. But I think 12 and 8, um, we take a look at where he's ranked uh, consensusly. I keep saying that. In the consensus Great Iron Experts ranking, he's <laughs> number 8. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think right in the middle uh, of where we of my, where we, we have him. My only thing with that was or where we, yeah. that the, just the players I had in front of him, I just like more. Yeah. It wasn't that I was like, oh, Kirk Cousins isn't going to perform. I just, right. I think I think we were texting about this the other day. Maybe it was tweet. I don't remember. Um, I think that oh yeah, I think we're because we we're talking about Blake Bortles, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But this could be a an uptick by like ten points, like for everyone. 10, yeah. 15, 20, 50 points. I think that if you end up in the top fifteen, other years that could be a top ten. I just think I don't know why. I don't have any like numbers in front of me, but yeah. I just feel like this is going to be like a big year for quarterbacks because there's like so many good situations. There is. There'll be there a lot is. of touchdowns this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have Jared Goff number eight. I have Correct. Jared Goff number eleven. I think the the addition of Brandon Cooks. Oh, huge. And I think that what he already has with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, and just being another year in that offense yeah. with Sean McVay. Yeah. And then you have Todd Gurley to throw the ball to right? as well. I, I think it's just going to be a big, big year. I hated Brandon Cooks last year. I don't know how many times I, I was down on him in every game, but he ended up in top 10 or something like that. Yeah, he was he was consistent all year yeah. long, even though he didn't put up the huge numbers. And he's a guy that changes changes things for you because he stretches the defense, he goes deep, yeah. and, he, and he's going to open up that offense. And they had – and the thing is they didn't lose anything by losing Sammy Watkins. And, right. in fact, they may have gotten a better guy. Uh, than they had in Watkins with Cook. So, yeah, um, I, I expect a pretty good year out of Jared, uh, Jared Goff for sure. Um, number nine, you've got Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. I have him number 10, so we're really close with him. Yep. Um, you know, very small sam- sample size with him last year. But he killed it. But he killed it on a team that was terrible. Yeah. And so that that tells you how good this guy is. And then if Tom Brady was worried about his job <laughs> because of the backup quarterback and they, they basically traded him – to make Tom Brady happy, right? that should tell you about how good this guy is. And I think we've got him 10th and 9th next year. Will he be in the top five quarterback conversation? Could be. Very, I mean, Tom be. Brady might retire by then, so we'll see. And, you know, nobody's talking about Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon. But you know I like him. I, I, I like saying his name more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon. French. I think – you know, that connection could be something that's really good. And then he, he gets McKinnon, who right. helped out Case Keenan right. last year many times. So, yeah, again, another good situation. Okay, number 10, and this is another guy, another name that popped up on the quote-unquote criticisms of our list was Matt Stafford. You have him number 10. 
I have Matt Stafford number 13. He's a guy that I, I agree does go under the radar a lot. He does put up big numbers. He does do things very well and he throws the ball very well and, and he's been doing it for years. And he just seems to be a guy that, and, and maybe it's because of the lack of success from Detroit as a whole, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really get the love. And I, and you have him number 10. I have no problem with him being on somebody's list at number 10. I just have Ben Roethlisberger and the guys that we named already again, ahead of him. Right. It's same thing with, with uh, Kirk Cousins for me. It's not that you, you hate the guy or you think he's going to do bad. It's yeah. just that you like certain guys more just because of their certain situation. Right. Yeah. 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 And so what I, you know, I wouldn't take Matt Stafford ahead of any of those guys on my list. Uh, it's just the way it is. But I think, Again, there and here's kind of the the reason why I've got him where I've got him and not in the top ten. Mm-hmm. They went and drafted Carryon Johnson. They want to work on the running game, like we've kind of mentioned here with some of these teams. Picked up Blount, and they picked Blount. up Legarrette Blount. So I think they may throw the ball less than they had in previous years. And the same thing happened to us with Joe Flacco. Remember, you and I were really high on Joe Flacco coming into the season last year. Last year. Man. We were higher than most because of how many times they threw oh, yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, because the year before, they, they threw it so many freaking times. He threw it more than anybody else in the yeah. league. And then all of a sudden, Baltimore says, not so fast. We want to run the ball. And his production went out the window. So, so I, skill. Matt Stafford could turn into the Joe Flacco. And I'm not saying that Matt Stafford is on the same level as Joe Flacco. I think Matt Stafford's way better than Joe Flacco. But I'm just saying that that could be a similar situation to a team that really went out and got running backs. They still have Amar, uh, Amir Abdullah, and they still have Theo Riddick. Amir they have four running backs. He's going to be the odd man out, I think. Which like is it. too bad because he's a good player. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at with him. So, yeah, those are our quarterback rankings. Next week we'll release our running back rankings, and we'll talk about those on our show next week. Uh, it's been a good show. We had, we had a lot of fun talking with Bob Lung, a good, great guest as always, and he dropped more news. On Andrew Luck this year, I am 100% staying away from Andrew Luck. He is not even in my rankings. He's not going to enter my rankings. I've got him at 32. And maybe if I if I am forced to rank him, I will rank him at 32. And if it was Brissett, I would put Brissett at 29. Okay. <laughs> so, so not the Colts are just a team that I just, oh and, and and you know the the Ty Hilton love is under the assumption that Andrew Luck is going to play. He's not. Where is T.I.? I think T.Y. is in like almost to the 20s for me. Yeah, I mean, he's ranked. And I I get it. I like him as a player. He's a great player. Um, And he was able to do some things with Brissett, but it's not going to be the same. And then Moncrief is gone too. So, yeah. But they do have your boy, Eric Ebron. Oh, my God. Shut it down. They're done. They are done in Indianapolis. (laughs) If they have Eric, they do too. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the worst tight end in the NFL. Well, that's, um, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> he's so bad. He's, uh, he's not the worst. He is the most disappointing because he, yes, you, you that's look, a great way you to see play. him. You see his athleticism. You see what he can do. Oh my god! Just, and speaking of consistency ratings, he killed me last year so many times. He would get a point five, I think. Oh, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Where do you? I just want to bring this up. Where do you have Blake Bortles? Where do I have Blake Bortles? Yeah, I just want to. I just want to see. I, I have yeah. Bortles at 25. Uh, yeah, I've got him at 24. Um, again, I think he could produce like a like a number 19 or 20 quarterback. Speaking of Moncrief, they picked up Moncrief. Yep. That's an interesting pickup for them. Jenkins. 
at tight end. Interesting. Eh, they're both eh. I like them, though. I like them in this offense. Cause yeah. Because they're, they're, they're still going to be running the ball. Right. But I just I think this opens up more things for the running game, which in so facto. But, here's, but they lost Hearns, and they lost Robinson. Hearns was lost last year. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, those are – And Robinson also was lost last year. Marquise Lee is still there. Lee. Um, Kalen Cole, I guess. A lot of reports out of Jacksonville camp right now is that he and Kalen Cole have a great relationship and they're developing and Cole could be the, you know, quote-unquote sleeper out of the mm. wide receiver core there in Jacksonville. I don't know how much I buy that. I like D.D. Westbrook out of the also, out of the group. I mean, those three last year, Lee, Westbrook, and, and Cole produced while – What's his face? Hearns and Allen didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Allen did not. We're in the same. Like, twenty-five, twenty-four. I, I, I. Blake Bortles will not make my fantasy teams. He's not going to be there. I'm going to be on the waiver wire right away. I mean, super flex league. He's the third guy, maybe. I, I, can, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I have no problem with that either. I, I just he's not on my short list of targets. I mean, there's so many guys that I'll take right before yeah. him. I just wanted to get you. Yeah. Right, yep. Know. We're on the same page. We're on the same page, and we're on the same show because this is the Coach and Cole show. <laughs> and we're oh, on Twitter man. at Coach and Cole. You're on Twitter at That King Cole seven one five. I'm on Twitter at Coach O three seven. We're on Instagram at Coach and Cole. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Coach and Cole. And remember, we're not on Friendster. We are not on Friendster, but we are friends of all you were friends of the family fantasy community yeah we're all just one big happy friend group fantasy family uh nothing confirmed yet but we've got another good guest lined up very shortly and so check our social media accounts for guests and for future yeah yeah, for updates for future topics on the show make sure you rate us on apple Podcasts. make sure you favorite us on tune in give us a five-star rating folks because that's what you always have done. This is a five-star show. This has been fun. Yeah. This has been another edition of the Coach and Cole Show. I'm the coach. I'm Cole. Thanks for listening. Why I love you so much. Oh. You curse my name. In spite to put me to shame. When you book your travel on Orbitz, the rewards hit you instantly. I was heading to Vegas, and the moment I clicked book, my winning streak began with Orbitz Instant Rewards. And just like that, I'm on the strip, rocking my Orbitz Platinum status, upgrading my hotel room, and spending my Orbucks like a high roller. I was winning big. My poker face is amazing, see? Told ya. The streak didn't stop. I tell you more, but you know what they say about Vegas. Orbitz. Rewarding travel just like that. Platinum status is earned after staying 12 or more hotel nights per year. Visit Orbitz.com for instant rewards details. When you book your travel on Orbitz, the rewards hit you instantly. I was heading to Vegas, and the moment I clicked book, my winning streak began with Orbitz Instant Rewards. And just like that, I'm on the strip, rocking my Orbitz Platinum status, upgrading my hotel room, and spending my Orbucks like a high roller. I was winning big. My poker face is amazing, see? Told ya. The streak didn't stop. I tell you more, but you know what they say about Vegas. Orbitz. Rewarding travel just like that. Platinum status is earned after staying 12 or more hotel nights per year. Visit Orbitz.com for instant rewards details.